0: Keeper's Dome, Balthazar's previous home, is just beyond this ridge. Calculating. 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 It is approximately 200 meters south of our current location. Thanks,
1: Robo! 2300 A.D. What a nightmare. Hope our world doesn't end up like this one day.
2: Ah! Ah! (laughs) Uh (laughs) That was close.
0: We must hurry, friends. My circuits are susceptible to large electrical discharges. If I am damaged, I may be unable to continue to provide assistance.
2: I really hope that there's something in there. Something we can use and not another dead end. Look, we've taken
1: the road this far... Literally, We've got no other choice but to see it to the end.
2: Unless you've got other ideas. No, I don't. That's what's frustrating about all of this. We're out of options, and we've always been out of options. As always death peak.
1: If you think we're really out of options.
2: I don't think we're equipped for something like that. <laughs> uh. No. It's happening here too. Whatever was going on in the sewers is getting worse out here. This distortion. can't be
1: good. Damn it, Robo, are you sure this is Balthazar's place?
0: Affirmative, though you may doubt my operational performance, I am ninety-nine point seven five percent sure this is the keeper dome.
1: And the 025 percent
2: Well, what is it? You open it? I think it's locked. Something electronic, but I don't think I have the tools or time to do anything about it.
0: I may be able to interface with the lock. One moment. My analysis of the external mechanics of the lock appear incomplete. I must attempt to interface with the lock directly.
1: Whoa, robot, that's amazing! What's wrong? What happened? It looked like you had it!
0: It appears that my computational power is insufficient. Manual intervention is required.
2: Whoa, Robo, you don't think you could open the gate all by yourself, do you? I just barely got you online, and there's a huge chance that you might be
0: malfunctioning. Negative. I do not want to burden either of you. I will continue to be of service to my friends, even if I am malfunctioning. <coughs> Anomalies detected. These sensor readings are erroneous.
2: I will power. No! Don't do it. You're just gonna hurt yourself, Robo. Oh. We'll find another way.
0: Enough. Hey, taking it in my own hand. Hey, you two.
2: Listen up. Use the Dreamstone. Did anybody else just
1: hear that? Hear what? I can barely make out anything in this weather. Give Robo
2: the Dreamstone. I think I heard... Dreamstone? If we had Dreamstone, we might... Yeah! That might
1: work! Could you explain something for like just a second before going off on a tangent? What the heck was that?
2: Okay, try to follow along with this. The pin. I still don't know what it's made of, but if it's made of Dreamstone, that might explain why it was able to open a portal. And it might be able to give Robo enough power to open this
0: door. H-6 connection, failing. Aim power at 72% and falling. Robo, your arm!
1: Distortions are getting worse, you gotta let go!
0: Negative, I must not fail. H-5 connection, failing. Aim power
2: at 1%. Ah! There's no time for caution, we'll just have to hope this works. We're getting in there, getting you out of this.
0: warning, exceeding safe operations limits, warning. So you're almost there, Robo, and I'll be there soon. I just need you all to hold on a bit longer.
1: We did it. Robo, is your arm going to be okay?
0: Yes, friends. I am glad that I.
1: No, Robo! Robo, save your strength! Oh God. Team, do something!
0: I will, 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 will be fine. I can be with You must reach your home, friends. Oh, excuse okay. I. I have to. I was not a burden. I was able to help my friends. I am not.
2: Hello everyone, and welcome to the Zeal Archives, covering the A to Z of the world of Chrono Trigger. Today, as we dig into the archives, we're talking about some magic space rocks. We're talking about Dreamstone. With me, as always, is my good friend, Nick G. Hey, hey! And uh, before we dig into Dreamstone and talking about its significance in the world of Chrono Trigger, I found a small tidbit that kind of retconned something from two or three episodes ago. Ooh. We were talking about Massa and Mune and that they're part of the sword. They're part Dreamstone. We're not really sure what they are.
1: Yep. Uh, we were confused about that.
2: Yeah. And so as I was reading through the Chrono Compendium, there was this quote and i have it's just an excerpt. I, I've cut some of the irrelevant stuff. The first two were supposedly created when Melchior fashioned the immune sword. All three have the ability to teleport and levitate at will and even take on different forms. They are all individual conscious beings. It is totally unknown how or why they exist. Whether Melchior somehow imbued these magical creatures with life or whether dreams in the Chrono series can take living form is unknown. I read this to be however they came to exist that happened when the sword was forged man yeah okay and i assume by extension they choose to be the sword or not i guess so i guess that makes sense
1: that was very vague it's tantalizingly vague
2: there's gonna be a lot of that this episode i hope
1: but interesting yep
2: (laughs) oh so Let's kick things off. Dreamstone, we've mentioned it a few different times throughout this podcast series, a lot in the episodes with Massa and Immune, and a lot of the times whenever we bring up zeal. We know that it's an important mineral in the world of Chrono Trigger. Let's start with that.
1: It's what makes time travel possible. No, wait.
2: Yes. Wait. <laughs> it's funny that you came up with that because I was like, it is, but is it? I don't know how. We are going to come back to that. We know it was valued before Lavo shows up in 65 million BC, which we talked about in the last episode. We know that it's rare in 65 million BC and it's even rarer in 12,000 BC, where it's kept as a family heirloom in Zeal. We know that several important items in the world of Chrono Trigger are made up of Dreamstone, the Mammon machine, the mass immune, the pendant. Incidentally, we know there is only one pendant, which somehow made it from Zeal to Guardia, another mystery that is unsolved.
1: Yeah, they didn't make any more, huh?
2: For the longest time, I just assumed that some other piece of Dreamstone, some other pendant had made its way through history. The game very clearly alludes to it being the same pendant, but I was like, yeah, but it's 12,000 years. How did that happen?
1: From Zeal to Guardia to the El Nido Archipelago.
2: Oh, don't even get into that just yet. (laughs) That's its own complicated bag of lore worms. (laughs) We know that the Dreamstone conducts and stores Lavos's energies somehow. To be fair, that's that's not something that we typically care about when you're consuming media, right? Like, nobody really cares how dilithium crystals work in Star Trek?
1: Uh, no, nobody cares about that.
2: Thank goodness. We know the pendant controls sealed doors and the memon machine. And separately, and this is its own gigantic thing, which I guarantee we will talk about at some point, but I am not prepared to talk about today. Mm-hmm is we know that the frozen flame helped the humans to evolve and become capable of performing magic, but that it also behaves very similarly to Dreamstone and may also have been part of the Maimon machine. (sighs) Okay. So if we start with that tangled ball of information about the Dreamstone, given everything that I've just said, Dreamstone is somehow connected to magic and time travel. And the question that I pose to you today, G, is how? Oh, man. Okay.
1: So we know that Lavos didn't bring it. It's not like a piece of Lavos or something. It was around.
2: It's possible that, like, maybe bits of Lavos were, like, raining down on planets, and that's why there's a limited supply of Dreamstone, but we don't know any of that. That's just hearsay.
1: Yeah. We don't, like, it could have been mined from the Earth, which incidentally would have been a cool thing to see in 65 million. Like a Dreamstone mine yep. or any mine? Yeah.
2: Yeah. That would have been cool.
1: It could have come back from a future time. Oh, no. If we want to throw a spanner in the works.
2: <laughs> I should have set ground rules.
1: <laughs> what we know is it's not super easy to find. It, it appears like a precious gem or maybe semi-precious. And it can store magical energy, which seems to be its chief feature.
2: Which is especially weird because it could store magic energy before magic existed. Yes. Or before it existed on Earth.
1: Because we know, we know the pendant can be inert right? It it can not do anything until it gets powered up or imbued with energy. The Mass Immune works in the same way, and the Mammon Machine even does that too. It powers up at one point.
2: As we're talking, I'm realizing many more connections that I have realized. <laughs> for example, the pendant is inert when we receive it, sort of, because it, it activates the telepod for time travel, Yeah, which is another unanswered question. But that also means that over the 12,000 years since the Ocean Palace incident, that it lost energy, which possibly implies that Lavos is the source of all magic.
1: <laughs> oh, dang. That's possibly true.
2: Don't read too much into that just yet.
1: (laughs) Yeah, because there must have been like just this like tiny iota of energy left in the pendant. And then when it when it started to get involved with time stuff, like a portal or whatever, it reacted somehow and was maybe trying to go in the direction of 12,000.
2: I don't know. Just didn't have enough energy to make it the whole trip.
1: Yeah, that's something because it all kind of it all kind of com- converges back on twelve thousand. That's when they had it and could harness it. That's when they could produce the energy that kept those things powered most
2: easily. That seems to imply, at least to some extent, the Dreamstone is necessary for magic. It's like definitely a vessel to contain magic, but also it might be a conduit and possibly the only conduit for it. When we get to the future, or Uh, The present, the past, time travel. When we get to 1000 AD or even 600 AD, humans do not have magical capabilities. We also know that all Dreamstone disappears as far as we know, aside from the pendant, in 12,000 BC. So it's possible that as humans lost access to Dreamstone, they also lost access to magic. I don't know how this stands with regards to the fiends or the mystics, considering they still have magical ability at least in 600 AD. In the absence of any dreamstone,
1: yeah, and I'm thinking, like, is it is magic? Is magical energy the same as like time travel energy? Does time travel create that energy? Specchio has said nothing about this. Maybe the only reason you're capable of doing magic once you get to Specchio is because you've traveled through time and have some of that residual energy on you.
2: In an episode where we talk about magic, and I only know this because I did some research today, we know that magic is a oh god. We're going on the phantom menace on this one. Magic is a biological property. Through biological evolution, humans learn how to be able to be capable of casting magic. They're like <sighs> Mediclorians. Oh, dang. Yep. We're jumping the shark this episode. <laughs> so, like, as far as magic goes, that part is is true. Contact with the frozen flame changed humanity and made us capable of casting magic. I had a note here, which is, like, is Dreamstone actually... Just bits of Lavos, like the frozen flame, that rained down on Earth prior to Lavos' arrival. Based on that thing that I just said about the frozen flame, it's possible that the reason that magic isn't available in the future is because that connection to Lavos isn't around anymore.
1: No, everything's kind of dead. Lavos is gone? Wait.
2: Oh, wait, nope, I forgot about that too. (laughs) (laughs) Lavos
1: does the apocalypse, but then Earth continues. So where's Lavos?
2: I forgot that Lavos doesn't disappear in the original time. problem with time travel is Lavos is gone at some point. Cool. Time travel stops. Makes sense if magic and Dreamstone and Lavos are tied together. It makes sense that magic doesn't exist. But in the timeline where Lavos makes it to 1999 AD and erupts, if magic is tied to Lavos and Dreamstone, then why doesn't magic exist for humans?
1: Yeah. Unless there's some kind of war are people with magical abilities were targeted when it comes to an X-Men scenario. Oh no, don't bring that into
2: it. <laughs> okay, okay. I didn't intend that we would figure this out, but I'm I'm realizing as we talk about this just how deeply the rabbit hole truly goes, and I'm afraid that the only way to resolve it might be Chrono Cross lore.
1: Welp. <laughs> I'm rolling up my sleeves if you can't hear it. Perfect.
2: <laughs> with regard to the story, and this was something that I wanted to talk about. For the most of the story in Chrono Trigger, Dreamstone is a MacGuffin. We're talking a lot about like what the implications of it are in terms of the mechanics and the lore of the world, but as far as the game is concerned, it's just a thing to get you from point A to point B.
1: Yeah.
2: Like Melchior, it shows up at different points in the game. It shows up inconspicuously as the pendant that starts off the story. Later, you're given more insight into it when you encounter Frog and are trying to get him Actually, you're not trying to get him to join your party. You're trying to fight Magus. Yeah. Because Magus has a connection to Lavos. So you're like, well, cool. Let's go find Magus. We'll find Lavos and stop Lavos. And it's like, great. Well, then you need to talk to Frog. Frog gives you a sword. The sword is made of Dreamstone. And then Dreamstone connects Frog to Magus and Magus to Lavos. And then by the same argument, it connects 65 million BC to, uh, to Frog so that you can finish the sword. Yes. So it's like, it's still there. It's just kind of like pushing the plot along. Then when you eventually get to Zeal, forget Dreamstone, you got magic. You don't need that Dreamstone garbage anymore. But also you come full circle with the Pendant because you repower up the Pendant. The Pendant has significance again. And once again, you've connected Zeal to Lavos via the Man Man Machine. But like, could the game have done that without Dreamstone? Is there a more direct way to do that? Because that's pretty convoluted for a MacGuffin.
1: It is. And the Pendant and Man Machine didn't need to be also made out of Dreamstone. Cause you don't need to repair or build those things. They just say that they're made of Dreamstone. It could have just been the Mass Mune that was made of Dreamstone, and the fetch quest is the same. But we have it we have it tied into these two other things explicitly. I was also thinking, who called it
2: Dreamstone? So this, as the more I read, and admittedly, when I set out to plan for this episode, I was thinking, oh yeah, we can definitely do an episode on Dreamstone, and learned that really, there might not be enough lore to cover a whole episode. This is where I very much learned that I think Chrono Cross was intended to, not that Chrono Trigger didn't make sense. Chrono Trigger makes sense as far as the main plot is concerned, ignoring time paradoxes because those are always complicated. Mm -hmm. But like, I think Chrono Cross was intended to try to make everything more cohesive. For example, when talking about magic and when talking about the frozen flame, which is implied to be very similar, have similar properties to Dreamstone, Dreamstone caused humankind to dream to think, to evolve. And so it's not surprising that they w- someone would call it Dreamstone if you literally evolved to a point of doing that. Now, in the world of Chrono Cross, it's implied that that is not Dreamstone. In fact, Dreamstone, I don't think, is mentioned at all. It's implied that that is the frozen flame that does that. Hmm. But it seems, based on all the pieces of evidence that we have, that Dreamstone is supposed to be the frozen flame or fill the same role as
1: yeah, it it seems to be almost identical. <laughs> I said the previous episode. Chrono did a lot of like plastering over mythos of Chrono Trigger because it could have it could have hewn a lot closer to the the terminology and the the history already provided in Chrono Trigger, but they just kind of like intersected it at an angle.
2: I was gonna say lost angles, but that's actually reboot. <laughs> what's what's the what do they call the end of the bend of time? The bend of time. It's called the bend of time in Chrono Cross. Yeah. I understand that there were probably details that were left out, but I'm wondering, did Dreamstone need to be the way that it was in the world of Chrono Trigger? Did it unnecessarily create connections or did those connections actually help the story of the game?
1: I mean, I think it's more fun that the connections are there, but again, I don't know if there's enough enough to tie it to everything else for sure without just being like maybe. It's like it like it like the name's fun it makes it sound very important and you do get, like, quite a big hunk of it, which feels very special. It feels like something you'd only find in, like, tiny little gems.
2: Oh, yeah. And then the the Iokans are just like, here's a big hunk and do whatever you want with it. This is our most valuable possession, but I guess you can have it. Yeah. Because you saved our chief's boyfriend.
1: Yep.
2: Which you then <laughs> use to repair a broken sword. Yeah.
1: It's a dang rock.
2: The piece that I wanted to connect to all of this was, was like, how Masa, Mune, and... Dorian. Oh, yeah. Had that all connected to the Dreamstone, but, like, that just got even deeper into Chrono Cross lore.
1: Deeper and vaguer. Yep.
2: (laughs) So instead, I think now is the ideal time to talk about something that is reasonably concrete and very much tied to Dreamstone and hasn't been mentioned, even though it was developed by Melchior and the other gurus, and that is the Mammon Machine. Which is fun in a way for me because we're starting to dip our toes into my favorite parts of the game, which is the Ocean Palace and Zeal, and also the time travel part, but also just barely, which is also like the game where you get bits and pieces of the story scattered across time. Just get a taste. Unsurprisingly, the Mammon Machine is not its original name. Actually, we're mostly going to be talking about the Mammon Machine in the context of its role in the game as a boss. Because I feel like we've talked around it in many episodes at this point. Yeah. Unsurprisingly, the original name is a bit more direct. It is known as the Majin Ki. It it translates to demon machine. And even the English translation um, Mammon comes from a word in the Bible, which was retained in early translations and mistaken by medieval Christians as the name of a demon who leads men to covetousness. But Mammon itself means personification of riches and worldliness, which, you know, is kind of appropriate for zeal. <laughs> it
1: is. And it was it was always like, whoa, that's kind of like in addition to naming the gurus after the wise men, you know, we have another biblical connection, at least in the English translation, of calling this thing the Mammon Machine, which raises a lot of questions. And like and in Japanese knows the demon machine,
2: who named this? <laughs> I i wrote that down and didn't even think about that. You're right. You were 100 percent right. Like Ah, yes, the demon machine will give us immortality. <laughs> Excuse me, the what now? Because,
1: like, it has to be Zeal that named it that, because they, they talk about it in a bunch. They
2: call it the mammon machine. The three gurus are just standing around They're like, what should we call it? It's like the infinite energy machine. And then Zeal's, like, hopped up on coke, and she's like, demon machine, yeah, demon machine.
1: And, you know, like, specifically with mammon, relying on the English translation here, you know, Dreamstone could have been the thing that made people aware of, like, money. The idea of money, like, this is more valuable than that. And I want all of this. You know, it could have, like, introduced greed, for all we know. Made humanity dream.
2: You know what's interesting? Like, the world of Chrono Trigger, like, many games make small or scathing indictments of capitalism. Mm -hmm. And Dreamstone could have been a huge opportunity to do that, especially with the Enlightened Ones and the earthbound Earthbound Ones. Yeah, but, like, the Earthbound Ones never seem like they're there... Because the the Enlightened Ones put them down. Although I could be misremembering the lore. It just seems like they humanity went in two separate directions. They're like, yeah, they're up there. Could you be up there? It's like, yeah, I guess.
1: <laughs> they were just like, whatever. There wasn't a lot. There wasn't much of the Earthbound Ones.
2: Like we talked about in the last episode. I, I think, even though I love zeal, 12,000 BC is also a, a timeline, a time period that, that's short on some details that could have yeah. been interesting. But... uh topic for another day too we also know about the Mammon machine shala and the three gurus were said to be the only ones capable of working with it janus probably could have as well but hid his magical ability and this i did not know the initial activation of the Mammon machine was said to have corrupted queen zeal almost overnight leading to her fixation with lavos which really seems like a cocaine habit if i ever saw one
1: yeah, because you turn the memory machine on, and it just sucks power from Lavos, or gets power from Lavos. So it would seem like an almost infinite supply of power, probably.
2: I was just thinking, when did, um, when did Star Wars Episode Two come out? Probably after this game was produced. Yes. Definitely after this game was produced. Never mind. I keep thinking of infinite power in the Emperor uh, and the Force, but uh, I don't think that was the inspiration for this scene.
1: I doubt it. Um, what what does the memory machine power?
2: I... Don't know so I think it's just implied that it's yeah, I don't know. It very clearly nope, I don't even know if that's clear.
1: Is it the source of magic?
2: It's a source of magic. Mm. The Memmon machine wasn't the only reason that the enlightened ones could cast magic, and it certainly isn't the reason why the only reason why there's a flying city. I mean we're missing a bunch of lore as to how the city got flying and also when the machine was developed. Yeah. And I can only assume might possibly be explained in Chrono Cross, or possibly is still left as a mystery to the to the player.
1: Got to keep something hidden.
2: Well, you can stay tuned to my future fan fact that, anal- <laughs> uh, that analyzes the technical components of the Mammon machine and how you can build your own. Hey, probably not.
1: Just get several tons of Dreamstone.
2: Off to a good start. <laughs> Unrelated fan used to have a very cool. I don't know if it was a letter opener or just like a really cool figurine made by a, an artist of the Mammon Machine. It gave a lot of detail on what it might look like, and it was just super cool. But uh, let's, talk, let's talk about the Mammon Machine as a boss. I believe that you encounter the Mammon Machine right about before you face Zeal, and also right about where everything goes to hell.
1: Am I correct in that you fight Zeal, and then you fight the Mammon Machine, and then you fight like Super Zeal?
2: definitely on the black omen I don't remember if that happens in the ocean palace but there's definitely some subsequence of that 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 happens yeah so some of this advice is out of the context of that because if you are for example facing super zeal you might want to have a different party the tactics of the Mammon machine won't change but are still mm. like your party makeup will differ oftentimes when we're doing the research for these kinds of things I learn things about the enemies that I didn't know for example statistically, from all of the different abilities that the Mammon Machine has, it's not a super tough boss.
1: No, I don't remember it being particularly difficult.
2: No. What makes it hard is that, unlike many bosses, it has so much HP. It has 18,000 HP. And if your characters are churning out, like, I don't know, 200 maybe? What seems like a reasonable, like 500, 1,500? I don't know how much. Even if it's like 1,000 a round, that's 18 rounds, and that's a lot.
1: That's a lot of rounds. You're hacking away at us at this still image.
2: Oh yeah. It's just like this vexing background
1: machine. It doesn't, it doesn't move for anything.
2: I learned doing this episode and also reading a cool book on speedruns that there is a trick. There's a glitch in the game that you can use to beat the mammon machine and a few other bosses. It's called the elixir glitch. Ooh. The way that it works is if you can set yourself in a certain way, you're allowed to use items on enemies. If you use an elixir, it calculates like the maximum HP of a character and then adds it to it. And because of how the math works, it overflows the value of its HP and then it underflows, which kills it. Wow. What? Um, I I would love to try that in the race against time. I don't know if we'll be able to pull it off. There will be an achievement if we can do that, but probably isn't going to happen in your typical run of the mill run through the game. It's kind of wacky. Yeah. The Mammon Machine has a nasty combination of reactions to you, because it mostly just sits there and takes it. If you attack with magic, its physical attack increases, which is fine, just keep wailing on it with magic. Uh, The downside to that is, eventually, it uses a move called Energy Discharge, which is dependent on its physical attack. So you're like, fine, I'll use physical attacks. At which point, every time you do that, its physical defense increases. Oh, making it take even longer. Yep, so this is a very... Uh, not a long, but it's a grindy kind of fight because its physical defense increases faster than, I don't know, your magic power does. <sighs> but apparently after it uses its energy discharge, it stands still for the rest of the battle, which means you can keep whaling on it, which is not a super exciting boss fight, but at least you've got through the worst of it, assuming it doesn't TPK you. Kind of strange, because I saw the dialogue when you fight it. The Mammon
1: Machine stands still, and I'm like, okay, what's it planning? As it stands still, but I guess it's just standing still.
2: Yeah, because many of the enemies say things and you're like, okay, I guess it's going to counterattack. And it's just like, is standstill code for secretly going to kill you?
1: That's what I took it to mean.
2: Turns out it's not. It just sits there. I think the challenge is if you let things ratchet up too much, that when it does energy discharge, it will just wipe out your whole party. Yikes. I don't know if we've had that happen recently, but I feel like it's happened before. Yeah, I
1: don't remember a lot of times losing to the Mammon Machine.
2: We've lost in many other parts, like getting too cocky against, uh, against Lavos and possibly Queen Zeal, but not so much on the Mammon Machine.
1: Magus is legit hard.
2: Magus is another, at least interesting, long battle.
1: Yeah, with a great soundtrack.
2: Fun connection to Dreamstone. If you have Frog in the party, who has the Mass immune, which is made of Dreamstone, which is on Earth, <laughs> and you attack... Not using a attack, like a slurp cut or something like that. If you use a physical attack, it damages the Mammon Machine, will not raise its physical defense, and it'll heal Frog because he absorbs energy from the Mammon Machine. What? Yeah.
1: I've never seen that, which tells you how much I use Frog in the end game.
2: That was also what I was thinking about when I read that. <laughs> <laughs> because at this point, like you said, it's it's possible. it's at least two bosses back-to-back and possibly three. One of those bosses has HP Shaver, which will reduce... Mm. HP to one. And so when I think of healing, I don't think of frog, even though he is a healer. Yeah. I think of Marl or possibly Isla, but probably Marl.
1: Yeah, pretty much Marl.
2: So depending on where you are in the game, frog is definitely a good option. In any case, you probably have to be prepared to take it slow and steady, ideally with some healer and possibly have Luca on your party casting protect more or less. It's, it's just a slog battle the Mammon Machine is an interesting piece of lore in the game, but it is not an interesting boss. It would be... there, like I don't think it would have been too
1: hard to like incorporate a little bit of lore into the battle itself. Like, you just get little messages or something about the Mammon Machine or the Mammon Machine starts talking or you start being able to read it or something. I mean, for a comedy option, somebody is trying to fix it as you're destroying it.
2: Oh, that would have been neat. Like, as you're whittling down on it, it's HP is ratcheting up. Somebody's like... Trying to repair it because it's obviously very important to Zeal. That's the yeah. strange thing about Zeal too, though. Everyone knows that something funny is going on, but no one does nothing about does anything about it.
1: Yeah, that's kind of weird.
2: The queen's changed since the Mammon machine. She wants me to burn down this magic tree. Should I do it? <laughs> no. Oh well. You want to talk to your queen? Something weird's going on there.
1: She's in the. You live in the same building as her. You know.
2: You must see her sometimes. Nope. Too busy getting high off her own supply. Okay. (laughs) What the hell are we going to do now? How am I supposed to know? This is where the road led us. So I guess we just need to follow it to the end. That's what you said, isn't it? Isn't it? That's your answer? You always have an answer for everything.
1: (laughs) What are we going to do now that he's gone? <laughs> I said he was malfunctioning.
2: I... I don't understand.
1: I don't think he was malfunctioning. I I was just worried about us getting home. And I checked it out on him. But... But now he's gone.
2: It's <sighs> it, not your fault. If it's any help... I... I don't even know if Robo was even alive. Sorry. He tried his best. And I guess that's all that we can do. Just try. What's this? It looks like some sort of computer? It's a Unix system. I know this! It, it doesn't look good, though. The system is having a hard time staying online. I don't know whether it's a power problem or the distortion, but it's it's definitely not good.
1: Uh, th-
2: oh, wait. I've managed to access the database.
1: And?
2: Nothing. Nothing we haven't seen in the Zeal archives. There's gotta be something, though. Maybe maybe he left notes. Maybe there's something Gaspar missed in his recordings? No. This is it.
1: This is the end. This is where
2: our heroes
1: finally meet their untimely demise. Gee, I... We're doing everything we can. Well, it looks like everything we can wasn't good enough this time. It wasn't good enough for Robo, and it won't be good enough... For us.
0: What can we a clear connection? You two can't give up. If you can hold on just a bit longer, Don't do yet.
1: And it's clearly not good enough for that damn ghost either, or whatever that is. This is it. This is where it ends.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: what? <laughs> Nothing. Nothing to say at all?
2: I'm sorry!
1: T, your arm. It's fading away!
2: Something's wrong!
1: Oh no. T.
2: I'm scared! Please! Zeal Archives is a NextCast production and can be found on most podcatchers or at the source zealarchives.com. If you have comments, criticisms, or kudos for episodes past, present, or future, we are on Twitter and Facebook as Zeal Archives. To learn more about the hosts, TNG, you can also check out thenextcast.com or on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram at Nextcast.